Hello everybody and welcome back to The Lowdown. This is episode 23. Um, It saddens me to say that I do have to record solo this week, uh, so it's just me, Kels, but rest assured the fearless and wonderful Zahara will be back as soon as her busy and amazing life allows her to. Um, That said, the less busy and equally amazing me will now take you into the Jordan episode. It has nothing to do with basketball, however, it is wonderfully number 23 in our beautiful podcast we got going on. And today, the topic is about breakups and how to cope. Um, this ain't going to be some basic, boring, watch ice, like, you know, some sort of rom-com with ice cream, cry it out type of dumb thing. Um, you already know how to do that because life has taught you the wrong way to get over stuff for so long. So no, we are not watching Bridget Jones. No, we are not binging on Ben and Jerry's to the tune of Sex and the City episode billion. No, we are active and responsible people and we are going to get over things the right way. So without further ado, I'm going to pretty much walk y'all through, uh, the things that we here do believe is a, yeah, is the best way to go about a breakup. I mean, let's start from the beginning. So when a breakup happens, there are three different ways typically that a breakup will go. So you're either the person doing the breaking up, you can also be the person getting dumped, or it can be a mutual agreement to part ways. Um, Anyway, you cut it, all of this sucks, because if we can take a moment to think about the two to tango in the situation, you're either burdened with this, you know, pretty shitty bomb to drop on someone and then have to find the way to do it because you care about them and want them to have a good life without you uh, for whatever reason. Or perhaps you are the person who's been hit with this uh, bombshell and uh, whether unawares or expecting it, it still is, you know, there's no way to, to cut around it, still blows. And then equally sad is, you know, Two people deciding that it simply isn't going to work. And having to um, go out your comfort zone and push on without one another and find meaning somewhere else. So, to establish the most obvious fact, first things first, breaking up ain't fun. There's a reason why some people never do it and they'll live in a dead shell of a relationship far longer than they should. There are some who probably have you know, been through it more than they want to have done. And, uh, yeah, I mean, whether you're a seasoned pro at this or maybe you've never had a breakup or, I don't know, some people out there I'm sure are just built like Optimus Prime and immune to most things. And maybe there's a few of you out there who, uh, yeah, you never break a sweat when it comes to parting ways with a special person. However, I can tell you uh, from firsthand experience that I've had some roughings in my past and I've developed some pretty funny and cool tactics uh, to get over someone, which I encourage you to try. Um, before I go into those, I will say that when it comes to the next sort of big factor in the breakup, so we've just discussed maybe the modes of which the breakup occurs or the method, but the actual root of it, the cause of it is important to identify and understand because there's usually only two reasons why a breakup might occur. Um, there's kind of the more out of both our hands circumstantial breakup where, Obviously, it's things out of anybody's control uh, that cause the union to split. And then, on the other hand, there is the malicious, 
malevolent. How could you? Dramatic-filled, teary-eyed harming of the other person in the relationship, um, where one person is a transgressor and the other is the victim, and it all goes to pot because somebody got caught doing something. Um, not cool, right? Not cool. So, uh, rather slightly paradoxically, I'm here to tell you it is easier to get over someone when they've harmed you. It just is because end of the day, if I have a reason to, you know, look at you as a villain, I'm going to want to distance myself from you. And it's not going to be any fun type of game for me to, you know, like consider you anything but somebody that I, you know, really abhor and, and want to be, you know, as far away from me as possible. Um, in my recent, you know, I guess experiences, I would have to say that if I'm going to have to be on one side of the coin or the other, I'd rather someone harm me or do something messed up uh, and then give me a reason to, yeah, pretty much hate them. And uh, that makes a breakup easy for me. Um, Obviously, the other option being that there's something kind of, you know, detrimental or kind of catastrophic and awful um, that's happened out of nobody's control, uh, the circumstantial breakup, if you will. And that is very, very, very hard and very sad. Um, Let's not, you know, disparage the fact that obviously getting harmed yourself by someone directly doesn't hurt too but two people that would otherwise be together that want to be together that can't because of circumstantial uh sort of repellent that is yeah that can feel a lot worse and it can be a lot harder to get over um so no matter whether someone has cheated on you with like 80 people made a fool of you and stashed you and then you know you kind of like looked like a a dum-dum and you're upset about that or whether perhaps yeah someone's going through some hardship and needs to take a step back these are the ways that I personally uh, have developed to, yeah, kind of have like a bit of fun with getting over someone. Uh, this is a true story, so I'll start with this one. Um, back in the day, I had a friend who was, honestly, yeah, just genuinely pretty stuck on a guy that had been pretty horrible to her, um, had kind of put her through the paces in not so nice a way, and uh, ultimately, it was coming up on a year where I had to hear this guy's name out her mouth. And I, I pretty much just leveled with her one day. I was like, yo, this isn't fun for you. This ain't fun for me. I'm tired of hearing this guy's damn name. Let's do something about it. So on the spot, I invented a rather silly game where she and I both took the two dudes that were, um, I guess, probably the most heavy on our minds in this regard, where we just simply hadn't worked through it. Because a lot of time, I think I should also say, you get stuck on someone not because you, you know, like, because they're so magical or they've cast some sort of voodoo spell on you to where every time they put a pin in the doll, they spring in your mind and it just, you know, it agonizes you. The point is that you have, there's clearly stuff that you still haven't, you know, put your head down and worked through yet, whether emotionally, mentally, uh, recounting events, or even confronting the person themselves and hashing it out. People stay stuck in your, I guess, in your mental because you haven't cleaned the closet out. So we sat ourselves down and we decided to make a report card. Uh, the report card was actually a list of things that we really, really wanted in a partner. Um, everything from, you know, considerate to funny to, uh, you know, I don't know, spontaneous and open-minded, intelligent, all sorts of things that, you know, if you could build your ultimate person, uh, what would they be like? And, Then we decided to swap papers and put each other's ex's name at the top. Now, this was the funny part because we then decided to 
go back and forth in a, you know, kind of a quick fire round of grading our X's on all the things that we had just laid out as what we really wanted in a, in a guy. Um, of course, the hilarity ensued when we realized that most of our comments were like first grade teachers being too hard on a kid, like, um, you know, consideration of others, non-existent, um, thoughtfulness, needs improvement, um, you know, a big fat F over sense of humor and ability to cook, you know, fair to middling, but still not going to get you past gym class. So after grading each other's X's, we obviously then decided to, uh, yeah, to read it aloud and have a really big laugh about it. But what it ended up actually doing was while it was more of a joke at the time to laugh about the shortcomings, not as in to, you know, roast someone and make fun of them and spread ill about their name, but because it was just between us and because it was just a little exercise for the two of us to do with those people as more of like an idea than the actual person, it actually really helped. And we still joke about it today, but I actually came across my report card from my ex. And uh, I know that my friend kept hers. And even looking at it, it kind of also helps you compartmentalize the memory of the experience as opposed to attaching the bad feeling to the person. So even though the guy's name is at the top of my report card, I more laugh at the new mechanism that we developed to get past the actions that probably aren't even representative of that guy anymore. Um, Because mind you, we're still young and uh, no matter whether you're young or older, I still think that this can kind of help you deal more with the root of the problem within yourself and realize also like why the hell would I go for someone who fails everything so bad Uh, and kind of see it from a different angle through humor. So report card, give it a try, you know, instead of, you know, binging like Sex in the City and wishing you were... I don't know. I don't even know their characters' names because I don't watch that shit because I ain't basic. But whatever, you know, like, next time you feel like doing that in the face of a breakup, just don't, uh, you know, get out the old pen and paper and mark that bitch up, you know? That's that's all I can say. Um, the next coping mechanism, which I highly recommend, has nothing to do with getting with other people as a reaction, which I also have to warn everyone is a very weak tactic. Um that whole played out saying, you know, you have to get under someone to get over someone. I ain't here for that. I don't really endorse it. And I think if anything, it's throwing band-aids onto a gash. So let's not make ourselves feel even worse and more invaded at a time when we're vulnerable. Um, If physicality doesn't mean anything to you, then that wouldn't even be a concept of, of how to get over someone because it's not something that would make you feel better. But for most of us, we you know, most of us are hardwired or at least conditioned and, and are still the same uh, the way we've been raised to take our physical intimacy uh, kind of personally. And attachment can be very, very difficult to fade at this stage when you've been with someone and, and that's happened. So um, obviously the key answer here is don't go out and get with other people, but I encourage you to still go out and surround yourself with other people. Go hang out with your friends, go talk to them, go vent a little bit, be selfish and just kind of throw it up all over them. Um, equally kind of useful is going on a quick little weekender trip by yourself. Um, you can go surround yourself with new people, a new environment, go out to a place by yourself and treat yourself to a glass of wine or, you know, go, I don't know, go get into something uh, that still has to do with other people, but doesn't always have to be people you know yet. Um 
that refreshing nature of even kind of an anonymous vent, say if you took yourself out of town for the weekend and you're like on the train and you make friends with some old person and old people who like are all the the bomb, by the way, I have to say, um, all of us should be uh, hanging out with and picking the brains of the people who have lived, you know, three times our lifespan because we shouldn't be treating them like they're invisible. Like they all got hella wisdom to pass on and they're, they're stoked to talk to, to us because we're clueless. So, you know, yeah, you're on the train, start, you know, chopping it up with some somebody a bit older and lo and behold you can actually get a free therapy sesh uh in transit on your way to your little uh getaway weekend by vending to a stranger like we should all start doing that more i think that'd be kind of good use of our time in uh the commute so pop out the old headphones and just talk to someone about your life and uh i've definitely been on the receiving end of that i've also definitely yeah pretty much word threw up all over someone and it really felt better and, and they didn't mind either and I never mind when someone vents to me on the random in public because it creates a great empathy that no one can really turn you down so yeah an unorthodox suggestion there but number two is um don't go get under other people go hang out with other people but do it in a platonic sense that has nothing to do with trying to get that physical charge back or trying to get you know on like eight different bumble dates for a weekend, double, triple booked, just because you, you know, feel bad about yourself. I mean, that, that's rooted in security. So let's, let's not do that people. Let's do better. Um, you know, another coping mechanism, uh, I have to say is kind of similar to my first one, but it actually, the reason that this, that the first like report card trick exists is because of this reason here. I have done this many, many a time, and it's because I have a very strong habit of journaling and quite like uh, checking in with myself in, in myriad ways. But this next tip is, you know, whether you do it in an audio sense, because you can also record yourself on your phone on your voice mem memos, or whether you're typing it into your notepad app, or whether you're sitting down and properly writing it out, um, I encourage you to do this. I've suggested it to even my own parent before. I've suggested it to friends. I do it all the time. Uh, when someone lets me down in a dating situation, sit down in the quiet. Don't feel sorry for yourself, but genuinely try to write down all the things that you didn't realize or allow yourself to acknowledge that you disliked about the person. Again, the other person's never going to see this. This is not a bashing session where you're going to share it on Instagram and blast their ass, even though you might want to. But this is all about you working through and understanding not just the type of person you were dealing with, maybe the traits and characteristics that you should have paid more, to, more attention to, but also it's about calling attention to the fact that there might be parts of you attracting these sorts of behaviors and traits if you haven't been able to realize it until then, you just can't avoid shit when you write it down on paper. When you're staring at the facts, the index of, you know, just pure leniency that you might have allowed yourself to to put onto this person with the treatment that they may they've had toward you, or perhaps even just like it could be anything. It could be you can do this because it's for yourself and it won't get shared with anyone. So be petty, be a mean person about it. Like you can be mean or you can choose not to be. But the point is. Get everything out that you really want to get out in an ideal world because not everyone has to read or hear your thoughts all the time. And I think we forget that these days because we're so used to dry snitching and social proof this and Pixar didn't happen that or post your thoughts. Like why does everyone treat their social media like a damn rolling journal? Like it's 
often I find when someone posts a quote about like loyalty or how much of a prize they are or how like it's all this subliminal sub 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 stuff and it's really those those quotes are usually the person talking to themselves either trying to convince themselves that they are that inspiring person or trying to convince themselves of their own damn advice so here's some damn advice sit down with a piece of paper or sit down and record yourself and just talk through it what did you hate about them what did you not like about the way they treated you? About maybe how you guys got along? Did they like do stuff that annoyed you? And like really go for it, like lace into them. And not only will you feel better for that, but when you look back over the list, you're going to realize that there's some stuff that you need to check in with yourself about too, because something's got to be up with you to be accepting of that to a certain extent. Um, it also, I have to say, in an immature way, just feels damn good to, to trash someone's name. But then, obviously, it never counts because, like, you're an accidentally posted or something. So that's, uh, yeah, that's my other tip is just pretty much slate someone, uh, but in private and not with any of anybody with yourself. And you can either dispose of it later or uh, refer back to it maybe when they make a resurgence because inevitably, especially if the breakup, like I said, is for them having harmed you, make sure you keep that. At least keep a memory, if nothing else, of the feelings and of all of the the bad that you felt in the moment that the actual breakup happened. Because time, while obviously the best element for healing, can also erase a lot of our memory. And it's a very slippery thing as a concept and as a, as a thing anyway, memory. So often our emotions simply flood, flood back and we end up missing the person so much that even though they harmed us, even if they come out the woodwork when they're not supposed to, even if they're not being respectful of your space, um, it's hard sometimes to, to have preserved the feeling that you once had where you realize in that moment you would never go near them again. But it's not always that simple when more time has passed and then you're yearning for a connection that maybe you haven't found since then. So... All in all, my coping mechanisms are simple. Um, it's basically about talking shit about the other person until you feel better. But just do it in private because what's the harm in that? I think we're kind of shying off that these days. And then, yeah, the other one is obviously, like I said, just like go get in the mix. Go be around other people because humans are made to be social or made to interact. And ultimately, that's the best medicine combined with time. And both together is... um it's truly a, a thing, a thing of beauty, I must say. Um, with that, I have to say, uh, the last, the last little tidbit I'll leave you with, which is actually my life hack. And it was not one of the aforementioned, uh, coping tactics that I talked about the top three, but in the face of disappointment, I at least personally have always found that I level up. I get a bit indignant after I get over my rage at first, but ultimately I feel like I'd be a sucker to let time slip away from me without me getting even more awesome. Um, and that's an, you know, like, well, it's subjective, isn't it? But in my world, you know, I always think I'm going to have to live like I'm me anyway, as in it's, it's down to me at the end of the day, you come in this world alone, not in a morbid way, but you do go out of it alone. And yes, we all want partnership. Yes. We all want someone to cherish and, and, and to have special moments with, and, and I understand that entirely, but at the end of the day, you got to remember, you'll never regret a choice that you make that benefits you for you. Um, you should really think about, like my little life hack here is, you should think about maybe using the time that you need to rebound and heal 
to get really good at something, to acquire a new skill or to at least try to challenge yourself in a way to get better at something, whether um, you try to take on a new language or maybe teach yourself a new skill even at work or on a small, you know, small kind of scale doing something like maybe mastering a baking technique. Your brain delights in new information and it really delights in mastery of even small, uh, more I guess, achievable tasks. Like you don't have to go like summit Everest tomorrow because someone dumped you on the Friday. Um, it doesn't have to be that drastic. And I also think sometimes that can actually backfire. Like I really disagree with this whole revenge body movement that happened because just even the phrase revenge body means that you're getting fit after someone cheated on you because clearly they're only cheating on you because of your body. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a very shallow, again, kind of um, throwing throwing solutions at the symptoms and not at the illness. So go get more awesome, basically. No matter what the situation was, whether someone did you dirty or whether the circumstances simply would not allow it, if you're feeling, like, let down by the circumstance, by the whole situation, go go level up. Like, don't wallow. Don't waste your time. You know, woe is me, blasey, blasey. Deal with it get it out your system and then go get really good at something. Um, even if it's, yeah, like perfecting your putt or jump shot. I don't know. Like go write a haiku, do something, but go do something like move in a forward direction instead of like acting like the world ended. Cause the world ticks on without you. So on that uplifting note, my dear friends, I appreciate you listening as always. Hoping to have Z back on the ones and twos with me soon. But until then, keep the faith, do your thing, go be awesome, and go be nice to other people so that no one writes a shitty report card about you and keeps it in their drawer. <laughs> Gonna go read mine now. Doses.